I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. So I'm very excited today because we're going to be looking at business from a little bit of a different perspective than some of the ways we talk about it. And I brought on somebody who grows a particular industry in a very, really unique way. And we're going to make sure that we translate that across industries. I want to introduce to you, Allison. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to your audience. I'm so excited to have you here. So why don't you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Sure. So I am known as the Law Firm Mentor, and Law Firm Mentor is my company. It is a business coaching service for solo and small law firm attorneys. We help them to grow their revenues, crush chaos in business, and make more money. And in a nutshell, what that means is that we help lawyers that are at the point where they understand that they are, quote, in business, but they don't know how to convert a law practice into a fully systematized, operates without you uh, business, just like any other business that would allow the owner of the business to be able to have time freedom and money freedom. So we do that through a variety of different modalities. Uh, We do private coaching, group coaching, accountability coaching, and we give substantive knowledge in an accelerator type format where just about every day of the week, there is some form of training or content that you can consume specific to legal problems and business problems in a law firm. But we also have in-depth retreats where we really walk people through how to do the work of creating that uh, side-by-side with our coach team. Yeah, this is great. The reason I wanted to have you on here is because so many people start businesses and they end up being self-employed, especially if they're solo or small business with maybe a couple of people. Can you tell us how you need to think about things if you want to be in business, even a small business, in a way that you can walk away for a week or two or be able to have a fully functioning business that you're not 100% uh, responsible to do all the tasks for? Yeah, absolutely. So this is really about systems. And when I say systems, most lawyers will immediately conjure up things like maintaining your statute of limitations and diarying your court dates. And yes, those systems are certainly integral to ensuring you don't get sued for malpractice and that you don't get grievances for mistreating your clients. But systems in in this particular context is really about systematizing everything in your business. That means that the time and energy that people are putting into your business are about solving the problems that people pay you to solve, not about the minutiae of where are the files, how do I get information, when do I respond to a client versus when do I have a meeting with a team member. There's a lot of ad hoc responsiveness that lawyers get into the mindset of believing that they have to engage in in a law firm because we deal with the problems of life. So a lot of times people are solving problems that necessarily have to be solved. And then they get into the idea that everything is a problem that has to be solved right now. And so there is a level of heightened um, anxiety, frustration, tension in the existence of the business of law. And a lot of times that doesn't have to be there. So we teach people how to create systems around everything from how much money you're going to make 
to how many team members you're going to need and when over what period of time, to how you're going to structure your day and the days of others, and how you're going to communicate within your ecosystem so that ultimately people in your business are on autopilot, except when they have to divert their legal brain, their legal brain, their 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 superpower, if you will, into actually solving a problem for a client. Yeah. So there's some expectation management here. And I want to kind of talk to business owners who are also not lawyers that, you know, they they may be also stuck in this idea that, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and all these other things they don't have expectation management set up for. So how do we identify the things we need to set systems up for first? So everything in a business should really be systematized. But I always tell people the starting place is really going to be at the point of friction. So for most people, friction includes a lack of clarity, a lack of consistency, any type of stress associated with the activity that's causing you to spend more time and energy focused on that than you ultimately would like to. So for a lot of us, especially in small law firms, the friction is typically around some type of money making or money collecting or sustainability metric. It could be uh, friction around sales, right? How are, how many people are calling your office and how many are converting through your intake process into a consultation? Or it could be how many people actually convert to con- you know to paying clients, right? How many people that come in are actually going to hire your law firm? And are you inviting them to think about it as if there's an option for them? Or are you leading them through a proper sales conversation so that they can make the right decision for them and you can get to yes sooner rather than later if that's the right choice? Sometimes the friction is something as as, um, kind of outside of the scope of control that a lot of people perceive, like marketing. Right? How many people are actually going to call the office in the first place? And a lot of times we believe that we have no control over that or it really is abdicated to a marketing company, right? We're just going to pay them a fee and they're going to deliver bodies to us. But there are things that you can do strategically to get consistency of marketing that will oftentimes alleviate a lot of that stress and pressure around money in a law firm. So I always tell people, look at where the friction is first. And then from there, look at what is going to get you the most scalability of your time in your business. Because as a business owner, if you're not focused on how to actually strategically grow your business to what you want it to be, right? Not every business needs to be a mega firm in order to be successful. You can have a business that's smaller that happens to have high profit margins and you're happy with it. But you have to define what that is. And then once you have defined what that is, you have to spend your time in the right ways in order to create that. And that usually means taking yourself out of the day-to-day operations of a lot of the minutiae of your business and getting it onto the desks of others. And as soon as I say that, people say, well, wait a minute, I don't have an endless pot of money that I can just go out and hire a person for everything I need. That is correct. So the first thing that we always talk about when it's time to get things off of your plate is how do you get the most qualified, least expensive person to do the work in your business in every function in your business? And then you scale that through having more activity done in less time. And that requires efficiency protocols. And so once you start building your system that way, every time a person is doing something, they're buying back time for you that can be monetized. So you're making more money in less time in everything in the business. And the business ultimately starts to get profitable and you start to have more freedom of time in your business. 
Yeah. So really you are keeping the business owner in their zone of genius. Like that is the number one goal of making sure these other systems are set up properly. Is that right? Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's the zone of genius, but it's also the, the zone of desire. And this is where I think a lot of business owners really miss the mark. They kind of think, I went into business to fill in the blank, right? So if you're a lawyer, it's I went into business to uh, to lawyer. It could be if you're a, a baker, I went into business to bake cakes. You know, if you're a landscaper, I went into business to cut lawns. Whatever it is, you think that that's your special sauce. And it could be, right? If that's what you genuinely desire to do. But what tends to happen is a lot of times when you start to think about your business as a business and you dive into your numbers and you dive into creating a culture that you want and the sustainability and growth of a business in our very complex economy, a lot of times people will see that they have a desire to do something completely outside of what they went into business for. And if they don't allow themselves to do that, that's where they get to that frustration point where no matter what they're doing, they're not happy in the business. And that typically does not uh, change when you happen to be making more money at it. You just feel less frustration because now you're you're economically satiated, but you're still not happy. So this also goes back to happiness. And so the scalability of your time that you were talking about really is buying back your time or getting your time back to be doing the things you desire rather than just kind of putting out the fires or doing the things that you think you should be doing. Correct. You're always in a state of matching for yourself and for your team to get people to the place where they're doing what they want to be doing. So let me ask, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, these systems, all of these different areas, if somebody is listening now and they're going, I don't have any of this stuff in place, how much time should I give myself or how much grace should I give myself to put these things in place so that they're working efficiently and properly for me so I don't get frustrated in the process of putting these things in place? So that is an excellent question. You know, the, the question of how much time is going to vary from person to person and business to business based on two primary factors. You know, first is how quickly do you want to get to the finish line? And I say finish line somewhat trepidatiously because there really is no finish line in business, right? If you're in business, you're either growing or you're dying. So you're always going to be doing something. But if you design today what it is that you want, how long do you are you willing to put toward getting there. And for a lot of times, a lot of people come in and they think it's going to take a lot longer than it actually will. You know, they say, okay, if I can give this five years to get to seven figures, I'll be, I'll be comfortable. And I tell people it doesn't take that long. It really doesn't. I got to a multiple seven figure law firm in three and a half years with very little business experience at all. So you really have to think about the time investment with some guidance from someone who has either been there or someone who can tell you, generally speaking in our industry, this is what it's going to take if you're willing to go kind of full throttle towards your goal. The other consideration is how much are you willing, this is the big one, how much are you willing to extend beyond yourself in the creation of your vision? Because for most business owners, we are the bottlenecks, right? We are the thing that stops us from being successful almost universally is not some big, scary monster outside the business. It's not the recession. It's not the lack of people to hire. It's not the dollars and cents you have in the bank. It's the way that you are either willing to or not willing to 
approach your business in order to achieve success. So for a lot of people, the the systems focus, right, the idea of creating a systematized business so you can get out of that, that chaos, that internal pressure that builds up when you're not running seamlessly in your business, that usually involves involving other people. And what I always tell law firm owners in particular, but it really applies to any business owner, is you have to approach your business from a perspective that you are not the chief master of all things in business. There is always going to be someone who is better at something than you in your business. And if that's not the case, if you're the smartest person in the room, no matter what room you're in in your business, you have built a business that can only grow to the extent of you. And at some point that will break. Your system can only go so far because you're only one human. So you have to get humans that know more than you, at least in some areas, and then you have to trust them to be able to create a system that will work in the area that they work in your business. So we actually here at Law Firm Mentor, we have a systematized approach. We teach a masterclass all dedicated to crushing chaos. And in that, we very much talk about how you teach your team to use the systems approach so that they are creating systems as they are doing their job. So you're not going to necessarily have to stop your business and camp out for a month to build your systems and poof, you're done. You're going to always be building systems and you're going to hire people and teach them and train them on a model that every time they are doing something, if there is not a systemic way of doing it already, they are to create one. And then you're going to lock and load that system in your business so that ultimately Every time something comes up, it fits within a system and it requires less time and energy to get to the answer on the other side of it. You know, the brilliance in that too means that if somebody has to leave, there's already a model for somebody to step into in place so that we don't end up with, oh, my employee quit. And so now I end up two weeks behind because I have to fill that spot and it takes me a month to get them trained up. Absolutely. And, you know, that's probably one of the greatest frustrations that people express, especially nowadays, because we have what we have been referring to as the Great Recession, or rather the Great Resignation, uh, that people are uh, leaving the workplace and it's harder to find people who are willing to change jobs and you're having to pay more to get good people and so forth. And a lot of that is that when people start to, when business owners start to see retraction in the marketplace, their mindset goes to, okay, I have to hold on to whoever I have, whether they are good, bad, or ugly, I'm going to sustain them here in the business because I don't want the frustration of having that downtime of having to lock and load the next person. And so when you get your business to the point where it is a well-oiled machine and very systematized, then yes, there is still a process to hire, but you can start to go out there, look for the right person, and you don't just desperately hire the first body that will bill some hours for you. You can actually go out and get the person that's going to fit with your culture, with the attitude, aptitude, and cultural fit that you require, and that person's going to be able to get to work that much faster. Yeah, that's great. I mean, so you're cutting down time, you're managing and creating the expectations, the systems are in place. And you can take as much time as you're willing to take. So you can, you know, cut the expected time from five years like you did it to three and a half. So there's really no downside to taking a mindset shift to making things systemized rather than always looking at it from a one person perspective. I love what you said about the business owners, typically the bottleneck. I know I'm guilty of that. I know a lot of people are guilty of that. How do we recognize when we become the bottleneck? What are some of the things that start to happen around us that needs 
to be addressed that we need to get out of our own way, maybe hire a mentor, get an outside view into our business. Where do we start to feel or see, hey, wait a minute, (laughs) what she said a few minutes ago, maybe that's me right now. Yeah. So there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that you can think about and that you can see in yourself that really, that really will answer that question for you. So the first one I always tell people is if you are saying why you can't more so than you are asking how you can, that is kind of the initial red flag, especially when you start thinking about challenges that people have in business when they're trying to get to the next level. Now, next level doesn't mean just growing a little bit. Like if you're at the $200,000 mark and you want to get to 250 or 300, yes, you will have challenges, but they're not the same challenges as when you are at 200 trying to get to 500 or 500 trying to get to a million or a million trying to get to 5 million. So as you start thinking about your next level, your next ideal place to be in business, when you start saying, oh, I can't because I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And you're not really asking, how can I overcome the various challenges? That's a, that's a huge issue. Another thing that comes up that I see a lot, and this is almost chronic with uh, lawyers, but in particular business owners, it's a very common behavior pattern, is the special snowflake syndrome, right? The, the idea of you're open, you say, I'm uncoachable, I'm open to people giving me ideas, I'm open to trying new perspectives, I'll get myself a little uncomfortable. However, my business is different, right? You can't do it, you can't do it the, the tried and true tested way of marketing a business if you're marketing my business because I have a special product. I have a special service. I serve a special demographic. I'm in a certain region of the country that only has X number of consumers. I um, have a different trajectory. I'm in a different demographic body. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a female, not a male. I'm a certain race. I'm a certain age. I'm a certain weight. People will give all of the answers why they are different rather than looking for the similarities. And the reason why I know this is so powerful is that, you know, as a black woman, I was told many times over, oh, you know, you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. And, you know, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna have every door slammed in your face and you're never gonna fill in the blank. And I heard those messages and just decided that I didn't wanna hear them anymore. So I started spending my time with other people. And then all of a sudden, I realized that the people who were most influential for me happened to be white men who were from the North, even though I was a Black woman from the South. And I said, well, I don't think it's that white men are inherently superior. I think it's that I was looking for success, and I happened to find it in a body that didn't look like mine, but I followed these success strategies. And if I had found those same strategies in a person that looked just like me, the success would have been there, even though... I might have thought, hey, the reason I'm successful is because I look like, sound like, act like this person as opposed to someone else. And when you start broadening your horizons, when you start saying, how can I be like someone, something, some entity outside of yourself that looks very dissimilar to you? And looks, by the way, I'm not just talking about physical looks. I'm also talking about looks in terms of lifestyle structure, right? Um, Some people believe you can only get advice if you are a mother from someone who's a mother who will, quote, understand. Or you can only get advice from someone who's married uh, if you are doing something because you are also married, right? And it really is about breaking the mold of saying who can help you and designing yourself around what is it that I desire and who has been able to get there and can teach me how to get there, mentor me, guide me, show me, but also facilitate my learning through coaching to get me to where I want to be, regardless of how we look. 
then the final thing that's kind of the 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 catch-all is when you start to get to a place where you are seeing yourself kind of circling the wagons, right? When you are moment to moment, day to day, kind of putting out fires, but you're not actually getting traction. Sometimes that is about being stuck in a mindset pattern that you don't recognize because you are in your mind, right? You're not looking at yourself outward coming in. You're not helicoptering, right? We look through our eyes, we see outward, we don't see backward at ourselves. And so you have to really have that mirror, that focal point of someone who is not you, who can see you and reflect back to you what they hear from you so that you can take that, consider it, and really ask yourself, are you believing something that is helping you to get to where you want? If you believe something and you're successful in life and you're happy with life, great, continue to believe it. But if your beliefs are not ultimately satisfying your ultimate life objectives, it's time for you to consider uh, adopting some new beliefs and some new strategies to uh, to put those into place. Yeah, that, those are great. I, I mean, I know there are people listening right now who are going, uh-oh, I am the bottleneck. I am that person, or I'm seeing things that are not being supportive. Um, what steps would someone take to find a mentor like you, either in their industry or outside their industry, to make sure that if they're desiring to do the actions that you're talking about to get to that next step or that next level, what should they be looking for? Who should they be talking to? Where should they be looking? Well, the one thing that I think is probably the easiest thing to do is to simply ask around. When you say, I want to get to a certain place, who are the people around you that are already at that place? And sometimes you have a limited pool because you are only associating with people who are like you. So they are typically in the same place as you. So if you don't see people around you who are at where you want to be, the next place you want to go to is people who are already there. And simply ask, you know, how did you get to where you are? More often than not, when you start seeking the answers, the people, the resources, the strategies will come to you, but you have to be open to receive them. And then once you start following different you know, content providers, different coaches, mentors, uh, business advisors online, because that's typically where we're, we're getting content. Sometimes we get it from podcasts. Sometimes we get it from uh, direct search. But more often than not, we're kind of just hanging out and we stumble upon something as we are seeking answers. Then start to, to ask yourself, does this resonate with me? And when I say resonate, I don't mean do you buy everything that a person says 100% hook, line, and sinker is perfect. I mean, when you hear what the person is saying, can you see yourself in what they are saying, right? Do they speak your language? Do they have your problems dialed in? Do they talk about solutions that you have either contemplated and you just don't know how to get to? Or are they talking about things that seem well outside the fray of something that you've even given yourself the awareness of? Time to start asking yourself, is this the right solution for me? And then ultimately have a conversation. And from there, when you have that conversation, you're really looking for a person who is going to be able to take complex concepts things that you may or may not be aware of and distill them down to something that's usable for you. So I always tell people, we're not for everyone here at Law Firm Mentor. I don't want to serve everyone. I am serving a very specific type of person who has a very specific identified goal. And if there is not a fit in both ends of that, right, who you are as a person and what you want to achieve, 
then I welcome you to find the right resource for you. And I don't take it personally, but there's so many times that people don't even have the honest conversation about who they are and what they want, because they're afraid that they're not going to get what they're looking for. They're kind of almost cutting off at the past, the part that's most important, which is the you in your story, as opposed to the other, right? Who is the uh, person who has the most followers or the person who's making the most money or the person who has the biggest, flashiest, whatever. It really is about the connection between the human element, the, the person that you are with, the company that would be helping you or the person that would be helping you. Fantastic. I love this. Where can people find you? If I have any lawyers listening right now and you are in a place where Allison may be able to help you, where can somebody find you to learn more about you and your services? So we are at lawfirmmentor.net. You can find us online. And we also have a podcast just like you. Uh, We are the Crushing Chaos with Law Firm Mentor podcast. We're on all the major platforms. So I tell people, I highly recommend listen to the podcast, see what we're about, see how we help people. And if it resonates with you, reach out and we're happy to have a call and see if there's a fit there. I love that. Thank you. You've given so much great information. And really, I hope that people listening in are going to have a think today about whether or not they are stopping their own growth inside their business. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Don. This has been great. All right. I'll talk to you all next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at Don K. Kennedy XO on Instagram and on Facebook at Don K. Kennedy Mentor. I'll see you next time.